I'm Michael Fox, the publisher of the Prospector News, and this is the Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly for August the 4th of 2023. And joining me on this Kitco syndicated podcast, as always, is the mercenary geologist, Mickey Fall. Welcome, Mickey. Thanks a lot, Mike. Well, we had a bit of a, you know, we looked forward last week to this week, and uh, we're going to start off. We had a bit of a surprise. The Fitches downgraded the U.S. Uh, credit rating out of the blue. This is true, and the markets reacted to it. Certainly, the dollar went up and gold went down. Gold was down the last four days, actually, uh, by the end of the day, each day, it closed at 1941, down almost a percent. Silver, 2356, down 3%. Platinum, down $17 to 918. That's almost 2%. And palladium, bucked a trend again. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's kind of in the doldrums compared to its lofty prices. At one point, at $3,000 an ounce, it's down to $1,232, but that was still a $15 gain on the week. Yeah, that came out of left field and it surprised a lot of people. Um, the dollar rising had a bit of a negative impact on the industrial metals as well, did it not? Well, it did, and copper was down $0.05. Cents. Uh, interesting enough, the cash to threes. Uh, is right at zero today, and then there's big contango out to December. So, uh, so a bit of uh, turmoil, if you will, in the co- copper markets this week. Closed at 385, and a lot of this has to do uh, with worries about Chinese economy. Their PMI came in at less than 50. Yeah, well, uh, but contrary to that, energy prices are still buoyant and strong, and we had another update up week in uh, West Texas Intermediate. Well, this is true, and the markets basically ignored the Chinese economy, or let's say the catalyst for a rising price in oil were much stronger. Uh, oil closed up almost 3%, closed at 82.65, and it rose all day today, uh, up well over a dollar during intraday trading. That's almost a 3% rise. Uh, and a lot of this is based on fundamentals, it appears. Uh, record world demand uh, now projected at uh, 103 million barrels per day this year. It wasn't that long ago, even uh, before the pandemic, we were just pushing 100 million barrels a day. Uh, OPEC Plus announced continued production cuts. U.S. demand is at 20.8 million barrels per day. Uh, and that is the highest since uh, April of 2019, pre-pandemic. Let's go through the numbers. Uh, unfortunately, drill rigs continue to fall, minus five this week. That's the 16-month low. Production remains flat at 12.2 million barrels a day, but we didn't have all these rigs coming off well over 15% in the last year or so. We'd probably be up 14, 15 million barrels a day. Inventories, this really drove the price today, uh, announced minus 17 million barrels 
in, in private stocks, and that is an all-time record drop for inventories. So all that added together, a very bullish oil price, and I'm enough of an oil bull, and I actually called $100 a barrel earlier in the year, and I'm going to reiterate that. Imports uh, remain on the high end, about a half a million barrels uh, probably from the last year to average 6.7 million barrels a day. Refineries at a post-pandemic high of 16.6 million barrels per day. But despite all this, gasoline prices in the U.S. have soared over the last two to three weeks. Average price in the U.S. today, $3.83 a gallon. That's higher than it was a year ago. Yeah, uh, this is going to start to continue to push inflation. Yes, and, sir. Uh, you know, the it'll be interesting to see what the Fed's going to be looking to do, but we'll address that a little later. Um, uranium prices, they continued their oscillation. They were down last week. They're up this week. Yes, hanging at that $56 uh, per pound, plus or minus. Uh, there was some news, big news in the oil patch. The country of Niger, which is the seventh largest uranium producer in the world, about 4%. Most of that comes uh, from the French National Company. Uh, another coup in Niger. And so I don't know how many they've had over the last 10, 15 years. Uh, Less than you can count on one hand for sure, but but they always seem to be tied one way or the other with uh, shenanigans in the uranium patch. Yeah, definitely, and uh, it would appear that the uh, the former French colonies around Niger are starting to uh, look like they're going to take up arms and uh, toss the new guy out as quick as the uh, he forced his way in. So. You know, we could see some conflict pricing coming to the uranium market going forward, but we'll have to and, see. And the oil market, too, and the gold market, because, uh, you know, those countries uh, in that part of Western Africa, big gold producers, Mali, for instance, big oil producers, Angola, uh, etc. Yeah, no, definitely that's going to be a hot spot to be uh, keeping an eye out for the rest of the summer. So we had jobs numbers come out today. They were lackluster to say the least, but uh, you know, the markets tend to look at, you know, lackluster jobs numbers as a reason why the Fed may, you know, pause here and not move forward. And it, uh, it had its effect in the money markets, did it not? It knocked the dollar down. The dollar was trading at 102 and a half yesterday got knocked down big time today uh but still way up on the week 102.04 still uh from that pitch downgrade i would suppose euro lost two tenths of a percent closed at 110.1 and looney dropped 1.1 percent closed at 0.7471 and there's a political reason uh that we'll go into a little bit later that could uh, be part of the reason the loony drop. Ten-year Treasury soared 
uh, Wednesday and Thursday, it, it was it closed yesterday at 4.19. Uh, it was down continually today, but still closed at 4.05 after that uh, nine-month high for a 10-year bond. Uh, that was a nine basis point bump on the week. Yeah, there's a little bit of a push-me-pull you happening there with the 10-year bond. Uh, you know, the pushword upwards was the Fitch thing and then the jobs numbers being last cluster, they expect the Fed to deposit, it caused a, a downward strain. So, and, um, and I want to also mention the two to 10 year treasury is, is once again hanging in very high on that inversion. Uh, just as an example, I just bought a 90 day treasury bill on the secondary market. Uh, my 90 day bill uh, is going to pay me 5.11%. Well, that's a good return for you. Yeah, especially when you're looking at a 10 year bond at, at 4%, basically. Yeah, no, no doubt. So the markets even reacted strangely. Uh, you know, it wasn't a good week to begin with. Today looked like the markets were going to be positive because of the the poor job numbers, but I think there's just too many unknown variables going into the weekend. As the markets approached its close, uh, uh, they continued their weekly uh, downward trend for the, you know, the daily downward trend for the week. Yeah, so the pitch, pitch downgrade certainly affect the markets uh, big time on Wednesday, less or so, I think, on uh, Thursday and today. Uh, but this overbought market, especially in the summer doldrums of August, the dog days of summer now. Uh, so we had one up day on Monday. We've had four down days. Market really sold off uh, last couple of hours. Uh, a Midlings job report that came in under consensus, something 187,000 jobs. But this is more or less on a monthly basis, the low of jobs numbers added since the virus scare. And we've got to remember it came from China and retail sales were flat. Uh, there are still 9.6 million jobs unfilled in the U.S. And we'll also look at our neighbors to the north where you live uh, in Canada. And your economy is arguably worse off. We've got uh, uh, unemployment rate came out in Canada today, 5.5% compared to the U.S. 3.5 or 3.6%. Uh, you actually lost jobs year over year this this month, and I would attribute that to greater wokeness. Go woke, go broke in Canada, and we're just a bit behind you there. So let's don't forget to run through the numbers. Dow 35066 down over percent. S&P 500 4478 down 2.3 percent. The VIX is. Uh, up to its average since 1990, 17.2. NASDAQ 13,909 down almost 3% on the week. And uh, wasn't a good uh, month or week for the commodities, and the TSXV is pretty commodity heavy, so I would suspect that that's down as well. 
Uh, it was down on the week, but curiously enough, it had two up days. It was up today uh, and three down days. At first, I thought it was going to track the U.S. markets, but it did not have the end of session sell-off. So curiously enough or not, we had two times the volume on Tuesday at month's end. I would think that that was uh, more or less fund balancing, uh, if you will. But as you say, commodities down, commodities focused index also down on the week, 616 down 1.4 percent. Well, interesting you talk about Canada. We're going to be heading into a long weekend up north here. It depends on where you are, if it's a civic holiday, a bank holiday, or the name of your province holiday. And unemployment numbers, as you mentioned, had gone up. And I have to say that our illustrious leader, Justin Trudeau, lost one of his jobs. He's no longer the husband of his wife, Sophie. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, they uh, fired him from the wrong job. He could have kept that one and been fired from being the PM. But you can't always get what you want in life, can you? No, you can't. But this brings us to our Rolling Stone theme uh, this week. And as you may or may not know, my nickname, my favorite nickname uh, for your illustrious or not so illustrious prime minister is Justine Turdeau. And so from Exile on Main Street, the song is Turd on the Run. And he's on the run this weekend. He's got to take a long weekend. And and I suppose he'll be back on the job on Tuesday. Or maybe we'll just go surfing in Tofino. Uh, anything's possible. Uh, he'll be licking his wounds, I suppose. So um, what do we got to look forward to next week? We've got big CPI, PPI numbers in the U.S. Markets will be watching that as a gauge for inflation. But, uh, you know, the price of oil soaring over the last month or so not going to re be reflected in uh, this month's CPI numbers, I don't think. And then we've got the always worth watching University of Michigan consumer sentiment numbers on Friday. Yeah, I can't uh, see where those are going to be particularly positive, but uh, we'll have to wait till Friday to find out. Yes, sir. We have a poll question this week. We do, and it's a serious poll question. So, uh, so I'm pulling a couple of my uh, strategies for trading. So the question is, which of these well-known buy low, sell high strategies do you most often follow? And your choices are sell in May, go away. Second one, buy gold during the summer doldrums. Third one, buy stocks during December tax loss sell-offs. And your fourth choice is other repi below. Well, a serious question. I'm not sure who you are and what you did with Mickey, but uh, okay. Um, I tend to lean to the tax loss selling uh, strategy in December. I wait for that to go. And then um, I have some stink bids in for, for some stocks that I would like to get. And uh, if they get filled, then uh, I'm a happy camper. 
And I will agree with you, but I'm going to pick two, so I would have to choose other. And these are my well-developed strategies that I have written about and I think taught many people how to implement these trades, even down to, in the case of uh, buying during tax loss season, the magical date of December 15th. So not only do I often buy gold, during that summer doldrum dip, and I've been waiting for less than 1900 this year. I don't know if we'll get there, but I always buy uh, select stocks with stink bids, uh, plus or minus December 15th. Wonderful. Uh, it's good talking to you. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back at this again next Friday, and uh, hopefully we'll have as uh, an interesting week as this one was. Righto. See you later. Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly is syndicated exclusively by our friends at Kitco.com. To keep up with Mickey Folk, visit him online at MercenaryGeologist.com and on Twitter under at MercenaryGeo. Yours truly, Chris Temple, can be found at NationalInvestor.com and on Twitter, it's at NatInvestor. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you again next week.